Welcome back, friend, to the Simply Disciple podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Martinez. So excited that you would be spending part of your day here with us on the podcast. Most Christians feel unqualified and unprepared to make disciples. So we exist to help simplify disciple making so that you can live out your faith and impact others. I'm so glad you're here with us today. I have a really cool episode for you discussing the gospel. So a lot of this podcast is just an outlet for me to share uh the tips, tools, and teachings that I've learned over the years with you so that you can be a better disciple maker. That's what a lot of this is. So pretty much almost every single week, there's an application, right? There's something for you to do. There's something uh, that you can check off the list, right? Check off the box that you can do in the home, or you can do in a study group, or you can do in sharing your faith with others. There's a lot of that in this podcast. But what I what I don't want you to get from this podcast is it's just a do, 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 and not a BBB, right? Uh, what I mean by that is it is so easy for us to get caught up in having to do things and not having to just sit and experience God's love for us. So a lot of this podcast is letting you know that you can do things, uh, but I want to integrate into this podcast just a time where I get to share truth from God's word in his gospel that will encourage you, right? So that you can sit and receive God's love and not think of the do to do, right? Uh, the Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with God. Uh, to understand that Christianity is not a works, a works-based faith, it's a uh, receiving, right? It's a receiving, not an achieving, right, faith. And so what I want you to know is that God loves you, um, and if, even if none of these ever happen, I hope you desire to do these things and want to do these things, uh, but I want you to know that you are loved in Christ. And so every uh, 10 episodes or more or so, I want to just share the gospel with you. And maybe it's encouraging to you, and maybe it'll help you share the gospel with somebody else. Maybe that would be a really cool application. But I just want you to receive something from God's Word that is just good news for you, so that uh, this podcast is just not doing things all the time, application all the time, but you get to be encouraged in the faith. I heard it said once that people need to be reminded more than they need to be taught. I heard people need to be reminded more than they need to be taught. And if you look back in God's Word, especially in the Old Testament, over and over and over and over again, God is asking His people to remind themselves of Him at work, whether it's building an altar to the Lord, or things of that nature. Uh, I mean, even Jesus, like establishing the Lord's Supper, right? We are reminding over and over, uh, being reminded of the gospel. And so every 10 episodes or so, I want to just remind you of the gospel. And I'm going to do that today through Ephesians 2. Here we go. It says this, Ephesians 2, chapter 2, verse 1, you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So you were once dead, in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. You were not alive. You were dead to spiritual things. Later on in Ephesians 3, it says that you were alienated from the life of God, right? That's what it means. You were dead. You had you had no heartbeat to spiritual things. You were dead in your sin, right? You were following the prince of the power of the air, Satan, right? The spirit now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived, right? So we have to remind ourselves, who were we before? Man, we were dead in our sins. We, we were uh, carrying out the passions of our flesh, right? As it goes on to say, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, by nature, children of wrath, right? By nature, children of, of wrath. If we are not in Christ, the wrath of God remains on us, as it says in God's word. So praise God for this truth as we go on here, because in verse four, it says, 
but God. I love this. Over and over again, Paul will constantly say this awful, terrible thing. That's sad. It's uh, depressing. It's terrible. And then he says, but God, a great encouragement to us. Verse uh, four, but God, being rich in mercy, why? Because of the great love with which he loved us. Only time in scripture we hear that. Even uh, hear the great love, even when we were dead, right? Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive. So we were dead, he made us alive together with Christ. Beautiful. I think of Romans 5 eight, where, where uh, it talks about how uh, Paul again saying uh, how even while we were sinners, Christ died for us, right? Even while we were at our worst, our most terrible, our most awful, right? So that nothing we can say, hey, look what I did. Now God loves me. You can't say that, right? Because we were sinners. And then he loved us in the midst in spite of our sin. So he made us alive together with Christ. If you were in Christ, you were dead and now you are alive. Praise be to God. I love it here. Paul, I feel like he probably gets so excited, he just breaks his sentence, right? Because in this verse, he says, by grace, you have been saved, right? So it's not your own doing, right? He goes on to say that, and raised up with him, and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ, so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us. So let's pause there for a second. It says, raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places. Now, how in the world can we be uh, here sitting, uh, driving our car or walking or whatever as you're listening to this podcast, but seated with him in the heavenly places. Well, if we were in Christ, unified with Christ, then we get that privilege too, being seated with him in the heavenly places. But it's almost like I think of, uh, there's a song, I think Matt Kearney, uh, he says, I left my home in Oregon over and over again in the chorus. I left my uh, heart in Oregon. So what does that make sense? Like he's here, but he's there. It doesn't make sense. Well, it means our heart is with God in heaven. Super cool. And then he says in verse 7, So the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us. Immeasurable. Okay, I want you to think of the, the richest person in the world. As of this podcast, I think is Elon Musk. I think it's $298 billion, maybe $298 billion. I can't fathom that amount of wealth. I just can't. And yet here it says in God's word, that is it, immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us. So the crazy thing about $298 billion is you can measure that. You can measure that. You can count that. It says here uh, in this verse, there is an immeasurable amount of riches of grace and kindness that we will be shared with in the coming ages, right? Uh, And that just means in heaven, right? In the coming ages. Maybe that's today, the privileges we receive in Christ and beyond for all eternity. We're going to have immeasurable riches bestowed on us. Don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but I tell you, it'll be beautiful and it'll be worshipful. And then Paul goes on on to say in verse 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. By grace you have been saved, right? So what is grace? Uh, It is undeserved favor. The simplest definition I've ever heard, two words, undeserved favor. I also heard from a friend of mine, Jeff Knight, he says that grace is what God does in a man, to a man, and through a man, right? For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing, right? We didn't do anything. It is by the grace of God. And then he goes on to say, it is the gift of God. So even our faith is a gift, as he says here. And then verse nine, not a result of works, right? So that no one can boast. Because if I can say, uh, I did this and then God loved me, or I did this and I saved myself, I'm boasting in myself and not in God, right? Verse 10, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So when it says workmanship, I don't know if you're familiar with this word in the Greek, uh, that's where we get the word poem. 
So we are his poem, right? Poetry. What a beautiful word to describe who we are. We are his workmanship. You, if you're in Christ, you're his workmanship. You're his poem created in Christ for good works, right? So when he says for good works, uh, that's you shining your light, right? Remember in Matthew 4, talking about shining your light. And then he says how? Through your good works. And so you get to be a force for good in the world through your good works. Uh, and that's how we uh, have been given this privilege and opportunity through our work, his workmanship in us to share with the world the light of Christ in our good works. He says this, which God prepared beforehand, which God prepared beforehand so that we might walk in them. So even he, God, uh, in his sovereignty is not only sovereignly saved us by grace through faith, uh, but he's also prepared the way for us to glorify him through the works that he's already made. And then it goes on to say in verse 11, therefore, remember uh, that at one time you Gentiles, right? So if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile in the flesh, called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ. Remember, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world, having no hope. If you're apart from Christ, there's no hope <laughs> except for Christ, right? And then 13, here we go, Paul. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two. We'll pause there for a second. He's talking about the Jews and Gentiles, right? There's a separation between the Jews and the Gentiles. If you were a Jew, you are among God's chosen people, right? The royal priesthood. If you were a Gentile, you were not. But because of Jesus, right? He says, here he says, broken down in his flesh, right? In his flesh, the dividing wall of hostility. What is the, by abolishing what? The law. <laughs> by abolishing the law. He fulfilled the law. And so the law is no more in that regard, right? The ceremony, all those kinds of things. And so because of that, the Gentiles now have access to Jesus by faith, right? And so he is creating now not two men, Jew and Gentile, but one, his church, right? Uh, that he might create himself one new man in place of the two, right? And so making peace. So now we're in verse 16. It might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility, right? Verse 17, he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to you who were near. For through him, we both, now both, right? Jew and Gentile have access in one spirit to the Father, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, beautiful, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. We are fellow citizens of that country, of that heavenly country, with the saints and members, right? So now we are members of the household of God. What a privilege to be a brother of Christ and a son of the Father. And Jesus being the cornerstone, right? So verse 20, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, right? God's word, and Christ being the cornerstone, which uh, if you don't know the cornerstone back in the day, that was the stone through which the rest of the building came up around, right? So it held everything in place and was uh, the reason why the rest of the building was built. Verse 21, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. What is that picture? We, the church, being built into what might be called a, t a temple, right? A temple of God. And so the whole point is worship. 
Right, what do you do uh, when you uh, go into a sanctuary or when you walk into the church building or you are in a temple? You worship. That's the whole point. And we are being built brick by brick, person by person into the temple of God so that we might worship him through one spirit founded on the apostles and prophets through Christ in faith. So I want to encourage you with this. You were once dead in your trespasses and sins, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us has made us his own. He's made us alive together with Christ. And so if you are in Christ today, you have a gospel. You have a good news, right? That's what that word means. You have good news uh, to share with those around you. One is that you get to relish and, 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 and sit in the beauty and love of Christ for you. Right, we should never get over our own salvation. We should never get over our own salvation. Right, um, but you can sit in this and, and know God's love for you and saying, "Wow, I was so sinful, and in spite of my sin, Christ died for me, and I get to know Him." And now, because of this privilege of knowing God, you get to make Him known. Right, so it, it's like you quote unquote, you don't have to. You get to right. It, uh, if you experience, maybe you go hiking and you see this awesome mountaintop view. And you go down and you share with your friends. You say, you have to come see this. Come see this. Man, your joy is not complete until they experience that with you. Right? On a smaller scale, maybe you heard a song uh, or you watched a YouTube video and you want to share it with somebody else. The reason why is because your joy is not complete until they experience that with you. And so my hope for you is that you hear this love that God has for you. You hear this gospel. You understand it. And you say, I want others to know it too. Now, before you go and say, I want us to know it too, I want you to listen to this podcast and sit uh, and ponder and meditate on God's love for you, his riches in mercy towards you. And then no matter what your sin is or where you've come from or what you've done, there is forgiveness in Christ by grace through faith. There's nothing that you could ever do that could make him love you more. And there's nothing you could ever do that can make him love you less. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for your kindness, God, your gospel, your good news. Um, we know the bad news is that sin is true and rampant in the world, and we are a part of that. We also know the good news is that you sent your son Jesus uh, to die on the cross and be raised on the third day um, and to grant us the experience of salvation through faith by grace. And so we pray, Father, that this gospel might ring true in our hearts. We might fall more and more and more in love with you every single day. May we remember that we are sons and daughters of the Most High. And that you say over us, this is my beloved child with whom I'm well pleased if we're in Christ. Let it be so, for the sake of your name among the nations. Amen.